You're listening to Mitnick's Monthly Brushstrokes, a podcast on the art of outsmarting, the fun part that sets you apart. I'm Keith Mitnick, author of Don't Eat the Bruises, How to Foil Their Plans to Spoil Your Case. For more information, please visit keithmitnick.com. In this podcast, I want to talk to you about what I call creating the language of your case. It's so important that we provide structure for the jury for facts. If you just take facts and stack them up like bricks, it just looks like a pile of messy bricks. If you create a framework to put the bricks in, now it looks like a house. And you go, ah, I know that's a colonial style house. That's a ranch style house. You know what it is and you understand what it is. In order to create this structure for the facts to fit in, the key components of the framework are picking powerful words and phrases, asking winning questions, and what I call resurrecting recognizable phrases. Do you think that Mark Twain or Emily Dickinson took their words lightly? I honestly think that one of the flaws most of us have as lawyers is we all think if we open our mouth, the right words are going to pour out. And you know what? After life in the courtroom, good words usually come out. But there's a difference between relying on your instincts with the right words and treating it as a pretrial strategy to frame your case so that you maximize the strength of the facts that fit within those words. And spend time picking the words. Spend time picking the words. Go to the thesaurus and start hunting. You know what? That sounds like a good word. Next thing you know, in a thesaurus, you find a better word. Have a bunch of thesauruses. Dig in deep looking for exactly what I want. And be careful. I don't want to pick a word that backfires and the defense says, he's absolutely right. The case is about X, Y, and Z. And then you get beaten with it. Look at the downside. Spend time working on it. One of my favorite sayings is, from Mark Twain, and he says the difference between the almost right word and the right word is a really large matter. It's the difference between the lightning bug and the lightning. And he also said that thunder is good, thunder is impressive, but it is lightning that does the work. And the idea here is to create a kind of electricity rather than just rumbling, and we want to use bolts, not bugs, to get our point across. And I want to start with some examples of right words and wrong words, just to drive this point home. And one of my pet peeves is when lawyers say accident. They will say the accident occurred on so-and-so. My client was hurt in the accident on. And the reason we do that is because we have accident reports and the doctors talk about accidents and the defense says accident so many times it sounds like they got a tick. We don't want to fall into that trap. Why? Accidents happen. We've heard that our whole lives. Accidents happen. I can hear my mom right now when my brother and I have been chasing each other around the house and broke something, and and my mom saying to my dad, Nick, it was just an accident. So don't use the word accident. Accidents happen. Say crash. Why? Crashes make people cringe. So change the vocabulary. That's a perfect example. Let me give you another example. Don't say whiplash. Whiplash sounds like it's bogus. 
And don't say, for goodness sake, flexion and extension injury. That sounds like the way the neck's supposed to work. You want to say something like, she snapped her head back suddenly and unexpectedly. That causes people to go, wow, that could hurt you. Here's another one. Don't say rear-ended. It sounds like a run-of-the-mill mishap. Say rammed from behind. Why? It sounds violent. Don't say low impact, for goodness sake. That sounds harmless. You want to say not a lot of visible property damage. It taps into people's experience where the body shop fixed the car, but it never ran right ever again. Besides, it's just accurate. Here's another one. Don't say degenerative disc disease. It sounds like an unrelated, horrible condition. Call it what it is, the normal aging process, or it's just normal aging. Here's another one. I hear lawyers say, and he had internal fixation, because that's what the doctor said. You know what? That sounds like they fixed it. Say metal plates and screws, or say hardware. Why? It sounds unnatural. Words matter. Don't talk about a negligent trucker on the road. It sounds too lawyerly, and by gosh, these truckers are doing hard work to make a good living. Say a road hog with a my way or the highway attitude. Everyone has dealt with those jerks before. Words matter. Don't say, here's another one, they were following too close. The defendant was following too close. You know why? It happens every day in rush hour, traffic and the jurors all have followed too closely and probably will that day. What do you say instead? Say tailgating or riding their bumper. Why? It makes people's blood boil. We've all had that person riding your bumper and you're looking in the rear view mirror shooting daggers at them. Here's another one. Don't say driving too fast for conditions. Everyone has done it. Say it was pouring and she was barreling full speed ahead. It sounds reckless. Out on the road, don't say the defendant was negligent. That sounds like some fancy legal terms. Say the defendant was the problem on the road that day, endangering the motoring public. Here's another one. Don't say your client was not comparatively negligent. That's another one that means nothing to the jury and sounds like fancy pants lawyer talk. How about saying, my client was minding her own business and has zero fault in this. Zero. It's just the difference in the words you pick make all the difference in the world to the emotion and the imagery that you're communicating it. And it's worth taking the time to pick the right words and the right powerful words that I call perfect powerful words, meaning so they won't backfire either. So please take the time to pick powerful words. It's worth the time and worth the effort. It makes all the difference. And in the next podcast, we're going to talk about other parts of creating the language of your case, including things like resurrecting recognizable phrases and asking winning questions. Thank you. For more information, please visit keithbentnick.com.